listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds. Great comments, all greatly appreciated. So if you clicked on this title, then you know we are discussing Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I was like, even make sure you say the whole full title. <laughs> so I had to look down. Also, um, we're just going to kick this off with my warnings because this is like a comic book movie and y'all know I am not the comic book expert. I just love to watch the TV shows and the movies. So therefore, I'm not going to get everything right. <laughs> I'm not going to like know everything that's going on in the universe. I even sometimes miss some of the Easter eggs and I have to Google it. Like <laughs> that can happen. So if you're coming into this expecting to get like an A plus expert opinion on this movie, then this is not the episode for you to listen to. I would highly suggest you go and listen to someone else's podcast who like is the expert in it. I am not. These are just all solely my opinions. You guys know I welcome everyone's opinions. We can all like have our own opinions as long as we do it in a cordial, respective um, manner. And so there's that part. Also, this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. So I have to keep myself like on track, making sure we're hitting all the things so I can forget things. <laughs> I can go on tangents. That is the joy of this being a show that's hosted just by me. So that's why I love to hear what you guys have to say. And we can kind of have that like combo offline. Uh, what else? There will be spoilers. I don't know why people click on like podcast episodes about TV shows or movies and then not expect there to be spoilers. I wouldn't even want to listen to something if I hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> so there will be spoilers. Um, and if I knew the comic book world, then there would most likely be spoilers about the actual comics as well. But like, again, I'm not the expert, so there most likely won't be. But because we are talking about something that is in the midst of a larger universe, there will be spoilers for any of the other movies. So I know sometimes people, um, depending on like your level of, I don't want to say care or interest in these types of things. Some people only watch some of the movies. Some people watch all the movies. Um, it just depends on what you want to do, which is fine. I watch all of the things. <laughs> So, because there's, it's just all interwoven, and so there is a chance that I could spoil something from either another movie in this universe or another TV show in this universe. And this is my warning for those spoilers. Even if we cover everything, I think so. If I didn't, like, you know, sorry. <laughs> I should also say... If you listen for a while, you know that I am horrible at pronouncing people's names. I don't care how simple your name looks in writing. For some reason, my brain and my mouth cannot connect and I will butcher it when I try to say it. So I'm also going to put that warning out because there is a there is a high chance that I may um, butcher some names in this. And it doesn't matter. Like I can literally go and even like you guys saw me struggle with the title of this even though they like went through and like, this is how you pronounce it. And even still my brain and my mouth were just like, oh, we're not friends. And <laughs> tried to have a little bit of a fight there when I tried to say the title. So like, 
there's really nothing I can do about that. I'm sorry. It's a mixture of my brain not talking to my mouth, but also like my Midwestern accent. So some things I am saying sound right to me, but because of that accent, it like sounds a little different. So there's that as well. I feel like that was longer than usual for, um, warnings. So let's just get into this. Shang-Chi, so I was going into this because you guys know I love going to the movie theaters. The one thing that I love about talking about movies that I see in the theater on this podcast is that, like talking about the experience, how the room was, the vibe, like all of that, because there is joy in watching like a large group of people and not necessarily people you know, because I mean, it's a movie theater, but like there is something about a large group of people experiencing like something on screen together and just like feeling, trying to figure out what um, that experience feels like and how other people are taking it in. So I love that. That is the one thing that I have missed over this past year and a half. Um, you guys know that I've missed it because I've talked about it a lot. This is not my first movie that I've seen in theaters. Um, and just to break this down, if this for some reason is your first like podcast episode of mine that you're listening to where I talk about a movie that was in theaters, I kind of talk about the movie experience. Then I go into like the, how much the movie grossed, <laughs> like the ratings externally. And then I'll like get into my thoughts of the movie. So just FYI, for kind of like trying to track, that's kind of how things go. I know there's been, um, an uptick in listeners over the last few months. So I am not sure um, how many of you will be new, but just to give you a little um, heads up. So anyway, so this is not the first movie that I have seen in theaters post um, our pan situation. (laughs) This is actually the third movie. And you, if you listen to my um, episode on Black Widow, then you know Black Widow was my second uh, movie that I saw in theaters. And I also talked in that one that um, A Quiet Place Part 2 was actually the first movie that I saw in theaters, which it was not supposed to be. Black Widow was supposed to be. I was like, I'm not going back to the theaters until Marvel (laughs) movies come back. But um, that was a whole nother story. So this is actually my third one. This is my first IMAX movie post-pan situation. And if you've listened to any of my older um, movies, especially, or movies, any of my older um, episodes, then you know, especially like anything like Marvel or DC related, then you know, like I love to see the movie in IMAX. And I know like people talk about how much IMAX movie experience costs and it's kind of expensive, but you also know if you've listened for a while that I am a matinee girl, I will go to the movies during the day one because it is slightly cheaper and two is not it's usually not as crowded as it is in the evening because while I love experiencing um like the whole the movie in the theaters with other people I like to experience it in a way that is enjoyable and a lot of times on the opening especially on opening weekends the night shows are a lot of people who are it's a mix of people who are like really into the fandom And then people who are just there and then it's like teens and kids and all that. And a lot of times you never know what is going to (laughs) happen 
<laughs> once the movie starts. So that's why I love to do a matinee. For this one, I went on Friday. So, I mean, this this um, episode is going live on Wednesday. So the movie has only been out for a weekend. So this is opening week we're talking about. I went on a Friday at a 2.30 p.m. showing. Guys, I was like, as soon as, first of all, when I saw IMAX, I was like, yes, we're going to IMAX because I think as while I enjoyed Black Widow, for some reason, and Black Widow was in the theaters, like everything was still kind of open up. If you don't know, I live in the Bay Area. And so the Bay Area has been on like a slower, um, what's the word, opening, <laughs> I don't know, has been slowly opening um, a little bit slower than I would say other places. And so um, the movie theaters, for some reason, like anything that was really close to me where I was like, it's not going to take me a huge amount of effort to get to the theater. I just couldn't find Black Widow on, on anything but um, like a standard uh, screen or a, a standard movie experience. Uh, I don't even remember if I saw 3D. I think I did see 3D, but the times were all weird. And so I was like, whatever. It is what it is. We all know there's a whole thing that's going on with Scarlett Johansson in Disney about how that movie was released. Uh, it's a tricky one, but I feel like if it was like, I feel like Scarlett has every right to feel the way that she feels, especially when you start talking about like some of the movies that are coming out after Black Widow that's in this universe. So Shang-Chi, um, Spider-Man, which we got a trailer for that. And oh my gosh, you guys, I cannot even, this is what I say. I'm by myself. So my brain just starts going all over the place, but really, really quick break. If you have not seen the Spider-Man trailer, you guys know I don't love to watch trailers, but I've just been apparently very thirsty <laughs> for like more um, Marvel movie content. And so I did watch the trailer for this and like the whole thing, because sometimes I'll, you guys know, I'll watch like half of it and then I won't watch the rest of it because the trailers are just too long. Um, and I think like a good trailer could be like 30 to 60 seconds, like to keep us like wanting more but anyway so I watched the whole trailer and I was just like oh my gosh why is this not coming out like in the next month we have to wait until I think December oh my gosh it looks so good I cannot wait um if you didn't know everyone well if you've listened before then you know Captain America is like my favorite um my favorite superhero in movies in this universe uh but Spider-Man like pre like the whole like MCU um, building their whole universe or whatever. I loved Spider-Man and I love Spider-Man movies. Like I've watched every single iteration of Spider-Man from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield and then now Tom Holland. So like I love Spider-Man and this just, and I've talked about Tom Holland as being Spider-Man. Like to me, it just makes sense for him to be Spider-Man where it's like the age, the personality, like all that. Ugh. I just cannot wait. So anyway, I will step off that soapbox and get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so yeah, so I went out to, to a 2.30 um, p.m. showing IMAX. I'm like, oh, it's a Friday. It shouldn't be that many people at the theater. I walk in there and I'm just like, oh, okay. So everyone took off work or like, it's also Labor Day weekend. So I don't know if like people get off work early on, got off work early on Friday or whatever. But for a Friday, like middle of the afternoon show, the theater was pretty packed. 
I didn't see any kids that I couldn't notice. Actually, yeah, I don't think I saw any kids in there. They were, it was literally all adults. And I think the last time I talked about that was for, I believe when I went to see Endgame. Um, it was also a Friday afternoon show. And I was like, it was literally just all adults, but it wasn't like a packed. I think I saw that in IMAX as well, but it wasn't a packed um, theater. It was like, it felt like a middle of the afternoon um kind of audience or audience size. Whereas this one, it seemed like it was a little more people than normal for that time of day, which was like, it was fine. So I was a little worried because I was like, I hope these people don't be in here talking. But I think I've grown to um, learn that, especially for the these like matinee opening weekend shows, especially like on a Friday, tends to be people who are really into like the fandom who are like a part of the fandom and like really into these movies because even waiting in the line for like popcorn I like to hear what people are talking about like all the other movies um all the the Disney plus shows like what if and all of that stuff and I was just like okay this may be fine and it was fine like no no you know people were talking during the um previews but once the actual movie started it was silence <laughs> people were engaged and then you guys know I love the one thing I love about watching these movies is to see if anyone's gonna like clap or anything at the end and we got like some clapping applause like people were, were really into this and people seemed to really enjoy it didn't hear anyone talking at all um the other thing that I will say because you know it's a Marvel movie and so there's usually post-credit scenes and usually like half the theater will leave after the first one it was very little amount of people who left after the first post credit scene like everyone no one moved until the screen was black <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh these are my people <laughs> so yeah it was a very enjoyable experience I loved um just the IMAX experience in general because I just feel like and I don't know like how the theaters are near you but I just think like the sound is the best the picture is the best like everything is the best and I literally was sitting in the seat like oh my gosh I missed this sound because even Black Widow Lake you guys know I've been trying to like up my home audio experience when I'm watching TV and stuff but it's still especially since I moved I can't have it like as cranked up as I used to in my old place so it's just like not, there's nothing that can compare to like that experience in the theater. So anyway, that was the theater. Let's move on um, to talk about what this movie made. So this is Labor Day weekend. So it's a three-day three day weekend. I'm recording this on Labor Day. So this is up until until today. Domestically, it has grossed about 71 million. Internationally, about 56 million. So a total worldwide of 127.6 million so far, which I mean, I think is pretty solid. Um, when I talk about like, at least my experience or what's, what's the word? When I talk about my experience, Expectations. There we go. Oh my gosh. That, I don't know why that was such a struggle. When I talk about my expectations going into this movie, I was like, okay, 
I, again, like I told you guys, I'm not the comic book expert. So now we're getting to the point where we finished, um, like the first three phases of the MCU. I'm always like, is it three or is it four? But I'm pretty sure it's three. I don't know why I get tripped up on it trying to, trying to make it the fourth, but we're in the fourth phase now. <laughs> Um, we went through the whole like first three phases where it was essentially like, you guys know, I cried in Endgame. I, I have only watched Endgame now twice, once in theater, and then I watched it again, um, last year and it had been a few years since, or had been like a, a good amount of time since I watched it in theaters and still freaking cried. So you guys know I was heavily invested, like just. I talked about this in the end game. So if you want to know all my thoughts about like the MCU as a whole, I would say go back and listen to that episode. But um, it was just like this whole build up to essentially get to where we got to up to end game and then kind of like create what I'm expecting to be like this whole new world um, post like the first, I don't even, what can we call it? The, Cause they're phases. So if we group them together, what can we call them? I don't know the first the first uh I was gonna say book but it's not really a book I don't know anyways <laughs> we spent all that time and now we're like opening up open up the gate to introduce all these other characters so we have like the Eternals that are coming up we got Shang-Chi and I feel like there are other ones but they're escaping me at the moment so like all these characters who who unless you read the comics you're probably not going to be that familiar with this is a movie where I was like I don't know who this is I don't know how they fit in this world but I'm going to go see it and I really didn't have any expectations going into um see this movie like I have seen bits and pieces of the trailers but hadn't really watched um, a full trailer the only thing that I can remember seeing was the part where um they're on the bus which was in like all the trailers and I think there was one other one with Aquafina, but that was it. And so going into this, like, I really didn't know what to expect. I had no idea like what this character's powers were, what they could do, all of that. But walking out of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is probably like in, I would put this up there in like my top <laughs> movies you guys know it's very hard to get in like the top of the top for me but like I would put this up there with that because it was just a really great experience from start to finish it was beautifully shot and you guys know I love to talk about, I love like really good fight choreo that where it looks like you can't tell who where in the stunt the stunt person comes in or whatever. Like it just looks really clean. It doesn't look blurry. I've had I've complained about fight scenes looking super blurry. We're not gonna mention any names here, but <laughs> you guys know that that is one of my pet peeves. Like it needs to be clear. I need to be able to see it. So the fighting in this was just like a dance. It was so beautiful, so gorgeous. Like every single move was just like beautiful from start to finish and I was just like oh my gosh this is I literally was just looking at screen like oh my gosh this is so beautiful to watch like every single even from when um because you know we're kind of like this is a um what's the word origin story in a way because <laughs> this is a character we're not really that familiar with so we're trying to um become 
familiar with this character. So Sean's like story is all wrapped up in his parents' story. And so I know I'm trying to get all my all my names here so I don't mess up anyone's <laughs> names. But Zoo, who is his shoot, Zoo? was his father and then his mom which I can't find her name right now but we kind of see like how they met each other and like that's where we see that really gorgeous like fight dance that they do and that's kind of where we I mean it was, it was obvious to me on the screen <laughs> that that is how when they like fall in love with each other and so you're kind of talking about someone who is a product, well, him and his sister, who are a product of, like, good and bad. Because his father is, like, this really, who was this really evil person who had these rings and literally wanted everything in the freaking specs on the floor. Like, he literally wanted everything. It didn't even matter. And then his mom, who's, like, very loving, very, like, caring everything she does, the way she moves, the way she talks, like all that, you can tell like she's someone who's filled with an abundance of love and care for other people. And so you bring those two people together and you kind of have um, the product of that, which are like these kids who kind of find themselves always struggling between the light and the dark. And so when we're introduced to Sean, um, we meet him and his friend, Played by Aquafina, which I literally just had her. Okay, Katie. <laughs> Clearly, I'm all over the place today. So we meet Sean and Katie. Like they're working as um, valet parkers, and we don't really know. Like we're expecting him to be like money, 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 like all that when we were introduced to him, because we know like he's the son of this man who's like gained all of this wealth and power in the world. Um, but no, as he apparently is, has been in hiding after his father sent him to kill the man responsible for killing his mother, when he found out that he actually did kill him and felt very ashamed of himself. So I had been hiding out in San Francisco, uh, trying to like be a better person, which when we were like over in San Francisco, so when we were like, we're in San Francisco. I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many like superheroes in San Francisco. <laughs> like they all could literally just meet up and be like, oh, let's get some lunch or like, let's go to brunch or whatever. Because we have him, we have um, Ant-Man. And then if they do decide to interweave, uh, what is it? Venom into this universe in some way. Cause like I heard something about them trying to, like inter interweave Venom with Spider-Man and Spider-Man is in this universe. So I don't know, but either way, like all of them are in SF. So they could all easily meet up. And I was just thinking that in my head, which is so random. But uh, yeah, so then that's kind of where like the story unfolds about him and his father has is after him and his sister to get their necklaces because it leads to or it will tell them how to get to his mom's land. And we meet this little thing that's like some type of animal. I don't even know what it's a mix of because it has no head, but it has wings. And at first I was like, when we first see it, 
I was like, what is that? But then as I, you continue to watch, I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of cute. And so it helps lead the um, siblings and Katie and, um, oh my gosh, the actor guy, which I need to find his name. At first I was like, when we first met, met him, I was like, okay, is this real? <laughs> Because, like you know, sometimes in these movies, um, there will be, like, instances where there's reality and then there's, like, non-reality. And when he showed up, I was like, okay, is this real? Because I am not following exactly how he ended up here. Still a little bit confused on that. But um, I think that he helped add comedic relief. I will say, everyone was pretty funny in their own right, right? Like Aquafina, I guess we can kind of, um, clearly I'm, I don't have really a, an, an outline of how to talk about this movie, but I guess we talk about Aquafina because I've seen Aquafina in a lot of things and everything that I've seen her in, she's kind of been like the person there to be funny. I know I've, I haven't seen any of her more serious um, work just because depending on the time of day, like a lot of the things that are a little more serious, like try to make you cry, that type of stuff, it's very hard for me to um, wanna watch it. it. I just gotta be in that type of a moment. But I have seen like it come across my screen as like a recommendation or something um, and it seems a little more serious. So just knowing that she's done, she's done a lot of comedy, but also seems to be doing more drama or dramatic Rose, I was like, okay, I, I, and again, I don't know the comics, so I don't really know who Katie is in the comics, but the way that we ended, I'm assuming, and I did not even Google this, I was going to, but I did it, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but I'm assuming that, um, like, her and Sean work together some way in the comics, and if that's not right, let me know, again, I didn't Google this, but, just because it was like his or origin story. But when we see them at the end and we see Wong show up, he takes both of them. <laughs> so I don't know. Y'all let me know. So yeah, so <laughs> I don't want to recap the whole movie because you guys watched the whole movie. So I just want to talk about some moments um, that at least stood out for me from this that I kind of want to talk about. So yeah, outside of um, Katie and like how she ties in to and everyone being funny, like across the board, even um, Simu who plays Sean was actually funny and I've never seen him in anything uh, before. But I think the thing that Marvel does really well and I have not researched this, so I'm not, I'm not even expecting that the same people that they worked in, worked with in the very beginning of building this universe up to now. I highly doubt it's the same people. But the thing that they do really well is they pick like superheroes who just really, really work well in that um, role. And it gets to the point where you're just like, I could not imagine anyone else in this role. I don't even, again, I went into this, didn't really have high expectations, so I couldn't even tell you who I would even thought could be this, um, who, who I thought could be this superhero, but like, now I'm like, I don't even know who else could do it because all I see is 
<laughs> um, everyone who we got in this. And I think that just speaks really well to how they, or that just speaks to how well they cast each person for these roles and like the thought that goes into it. Because like, if you're going to sell this and especially like something like the MCU, which we're expecting to go on, to go on for at least a few more years, a couple more phases, um, then you got to find people who are essentially going to be able to do this for more than one film and that people are actually, or that people actually enjoy and want to watch. I did hear, and I don't know how, um, accurate this is, is that, so in the beginning when they would sign someone on, they would sign on for like an infinite number of movies. So like, that's how you get to the point where we got to at the end of, um, phase three, where it's like, oh, no more Chris Evans. And then no more Robert Downey Jr. Like all those, because they signed on for all these different movies and they kind of, and they fulfilled those contracts and they didn't really want to um, sign up for more movies. But now I heard that the contracts are a little bit different and it's not um, based on a number of movies. It's a little more, more flexible. So I don't know, we'll see how that turns out. Um, as things progress but I thought that's interesting because a lot of times you'd be like in the beginning well how many movies did they sign up for so this is how long we think we're going to see them <laughs> in this world whereas now it's like you honestly really don't know and even the way that they left this um in the end when uh Wong and or they had met Wong had talked took them to uh like the library or whatever. I can't remember what that place is called, but the main headquarters <laughs> um, for Dr. Strange. Um, and he's there having a teleconference with Captain Marvel and uh, Bruce. <laughs> and they kept being like, oh, this world, would you, or the rest of your life or the next phase of your life is going to be hard and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just in there like, okay, so like, can we just say like they're an Avenger or like, they're going to be a part of Like, it was just very much like, um, you know, when you want to like tell someone something, but you don't want to make them any promises. It felt like that. And I'm just in there like, oh my gosh, like we get it. Like, <laughs> just say that they're going to be Avengers and they're going to come across like a whole hoax of things that are just not going to make sense and they're going to go on some very intense battles and they're going to be some very crazy, funny, awesome people. Like, can we just say that? So anyway, um, and then, so that was like the first post credit scene. And then the last one is where we see um, his sister took over the Ten Rings. And so to me, it seems like she was setting it up to be like a fighting ring or something similar to what she was doing um, when he found her because um, at the compound or whatever, they made the choice to make sure, at least to me, that we saw all these satellites were put up. And the only reason to me you would need satellites is if you're trying to broadcast something. So that's kind of what I was getting from that. Um, I mean, this is 2021, so... I'm sure however they decide to take um, her in the future versus where she went in the comics is probably going to be a little bit more like 2021-y, <laughs> a little more high tech. 
So I don't know. That's what I was getting from that. Um, even though her brother thought she went back to take to shut down the Ten Rings, but no, she's working with uh, what's his name? Why do I want to call him the Iron Fist, <laughs> Razor Fist? <laughs> to uh oh my gosh yeah she's working with razor fist i cl clearly get easily distracted when i'm looking at notes and things because <laughs> i'll start reading something else and be like oh wait i need to make sure i talk about that but yeah she started working with him and um her friend that or i don't know that we want to call him a friend more so like associate <laughs> that she was working with in the um when she was uh over the fighting rings or whatever so it'll be interesting to see where that goes in the future uh what else did i want to talk about that stood out i talked about the fight scenes everything looked gorgeous it was shot beautifully um when they got to tell 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 oh my gosh Ugh. This is what I'm talking about. My brain and my mouth cannot connect with each other. Uh, when they got there, <laughs> that place was so beautiful as well. And with all the weird mixed creatures, um, and just like seeing like, this is where your mother came from, how bright and vibrant that place was compared to where their father is at his compound, which is like dark and shadowy and hard surfaces and concrete and all of that versus um their mom's home is like lush vibrant colors grass and like even the clothing that they wear is super bright and then that's where we find out uh who's behind the gate is this very dark force that they had defeated years and years and years ago with the help of their dragon so that's why the only thing that can like aid them and protect and protect them um potentially is wearing like the dragon scales and so that's when everyone gets a new uniform katie gets to learn archery and she actually ends up helping in the fight in the end because the dark forces behind the gate were what was what was calling um their father there disguises their mother's voice and of course he opens the gate and lets out uh all these they look like dragons to me so <laughs> like dark dragons or whatever and um we saw him and sean fight it out and then he ended up blasting him into the water but then he didn't die he gained his strength and momentum and awakened awakened awoke is i think it's awakened <laughs> the dragon <laughs> because flying out the water with him it was just like oh my gosh there's so much happening but it all looks so gorgeous and i'm just super highly invested at this time <laughs> that's literally what my mind was thinking while i was watching it um and so of course like they end up winning and his father ends up dying uh he gets the rings now and i don't know it'll be interesting to see like what the future looks like, where we see these people next, because we don't know when we're gonna get like another Avengers, if you will, because at this moment, I've been joking about this, but I'm like, at this, at this point in time, just based on where we left everyone and what we've seen since Endgame, 
to me, like, who are the Avengers? I don't know because everyone seems to be dealing with their own bouts of trauma. <laughs> They're either no longer with us dealing with trauma or like we just have a bunch of new people who just have not had to take on a grand event that requires and or they haven't had to take on over on an Avenger. Uh, I am tongue tying myself. They have not had to take on an Avenger level event. So we just haven't had to um, see what that looks like. But at this point, I'm just like, who are the Avengers? Because I, to me, it doesn't look like we have a group, like a solid group that we can call on if something was to happen. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, where we see these characters next because coming up we have everyone seems to be tying into Doctor Strange because we have Shang-Chi who which has ties because we saw Wong um we have Wanda uh the Scarlet Witch who from WandaVision we knew that we were going to next see her in the next Doctor Strange movie which when does Doctor Strange come out I should have wrote that down but I'm pretty sure why do I feel like I want to say it's this fall? But I feel like if that was the case, we would have seen a um, trailer. And we haven't seen a trailer. It's not this year. It's next year. In March. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I feel like we, just, we would have seen this trailer by now. So, yeah, it seems like uh, we have a lot of people tying into that. Um, the next movie coming up after this one, we have Eternals, like I said earlier. And then we have Spider-Man. So, I'm not expecting to see them and any of those and I'm also very interested to see how Eternals ties into everything just based on like the trailers and like me not having any um comic book history I don't know I just feel like it's a lot of like singular pieces that haven't necessarily been put together in my mind which I guess you could say is a joy of these types of movies because um I actually was reading some of the comic comments on this movie in particular and it's similar to a lot of comments that I see when we start talking about like the standalone films how as I was saying earlier you have the people who will see everything and then you have the people who will see only some things and I think the reason why some of the standalone movies perform so well is that people feel like they don't have to invest so much time in watching everything else that happened prior to this while this is a solid um Shang-Chi is a solid standalone movie and you don't necessarily need to watch anything else to watch this movie when you start talking about like you see Wong um in this pretty early on and like if you hadn't watched Doctor Strange or um Endgame like you wouldn't know who that is so like it really wouldn't connect to you and then to see him come in the post credit scene you'd be like oh he must be from another movie um so like you kind of miss those connections which is not detrimental but like it's there there was also the character who he was fighting i can't remember where they said that he's from but, but apparently he's from an earlier movie which again there are so many movies some of these like people that they fight i wouldn't even remember um seeing them in a uh, earlier movie so like there's that um Captain Marvel which is a stand up standalone so if you didn't watch Captain Marvel and you got to the post scene you'd be like who is this why is she there because like Bruce Banner makes sense because 
like he's the hawk so he's been there like pretty much since the beginning so even if you don't he doesn't i mean you could say he has his own movie but like i feel like we it's the movie that shall not be named i at least that's the feelings that i get so um, <laughs> so like you don't necessarily you're not necessarily missing anything with that post-credit scene um but i don't know to me it just I love to watch it all because I think it helps tell the overarching story and I love to see how all these pieces connect um, for future movies. And then once you get to that future movie and then to sit and then to be like, oh, this is why that happened. That's why that happened. And to like connect the pieces. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling a lot about that, but that's just how I felt about it. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I really... Um, want to talk about okay I typed in Doctor Strange 2 and apparently Loki is going to be in Doctor Strange 2 I don't know if that is a spoiler but it is the second one okay I know we're it's, it's all Marvel related so it's fine you'll be okay <laughs> and I tell you guys you're probably going to spoil things so you got that warning but the second um Doctor Strange movie is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness so of course expecting to see um other versions of some of our favorite characters so Loki that makes sense especially um in watching Loki the series on Disney plus uh so I'm assuming I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but again, like I said, um, Wanda is in that one because I see her. But yeah, those are the only ones who stand out immediately from things that we've seen over the past year. But anyway, Shang-Chi, what else? I think that's it. I was like, going into this, I was like, it's unrealistic for me to say that I'm gonna to try to keep this under 30 minutes. So I'm gonna to try to keep it around the 40 minute mark. And I think we did that. I'm sure there are a shit ton of things that I left out, um, but this is just high level. I just wanted to talk about it. Um, overall, I enjoyed this movie. Again, I, this is gonna be like my third or fourth time saying it. I thought it was all shot beautifully. I thought the story was pretty strong too, as well. Just like, cause sometimes when you talk about origin stories, um, you get so lost in like the origin part of it that it's hard to feel like invested or that you care. But I think they did they did a great job balancing um, the origin story between like his father and his mom, and then like kind of like in the presence, in the presence, in the present, um, following him and like then being like, oh, I want to root for him. Oh, I actually like you as a character. Um, that's really hard. And I won't say this. This was not a perfect movie. There were some, still some things that could have been better. I did have my moments while watching it where like my mind wandered off a little bit um, during it. And the thing with Marvel, especially the ones that have like more of the more comedic undertones than others, because I feel like they all have some like underlying of comedy in there. But some of them seem to be a little bit more heavy-handed than others. Um, like Captain America, to me, has his funny moments, but it seems to be a little bit more serious versus like an Ant-Man, because you're talking about Paul Rudd. Um, so it's going to be a little bit more funny. Whereas this, I feel, leaned a little more on the funny side, but still had really strong um, serious undertones there. But the thing to me, and this is why I don't really like comedy, like anything that's supposed to be like, oh... 
do you watch like comedy shows and stuff like that? I don't really because I don't like to feel like you're trying to make me laugh or trying to force me to laugh. And this had those moments where it felt like they were trying to make um, the audience laugh or like they would say like a joke and there would be like this pause that was very noticeable. Like they were expecting there to be a reaction from the audience that's watching it. So it had those moments. Um, in there but yeah i think if i had to give it a grade oh my gosh i haven't given anything a grade in a hot minute since black widow um i would give this a solid i would give this a solid a i actually i really enjoyed it i would go see it again i've only seen it once at this point but i will go see it again in theater um and i would enjoy myself and i'd probably see twenty thousand other things that i didn't even notice the first time around <laughs> So yeah, I know this one was a little bit all over the place. I feel I'm feeling very rusty on my Marvel talk and I don't know why because we've had the Disney Plus shows and I've been talking about those, but I feel like I struggled a little bit with Black Widow as well and I don't know what it is. So <laughs> if you listen to the end, thank you. Um, I want to know what you thought about Shang-Chi. Let me know all the things and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently Benjamin on Instagram and at current Benjamin Twitter. Also hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.